A recent report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows a spike in despair and hopelessness among teens, especially girls and LGBTQ youth, and nearly one in four experienced bullying. A Twin Cities nonprofit is working to connect LGBTQ young people with adults who understand what they're going through. And now it's set to expand to St. Cloud. NPR News reporter Grace Bernstangel wrote a story about the program, and she's here to talk about it. Hey, Grace, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, what did you learn in your reporting about what LGBTQ youth are going through right now? Yeah, so um, an organization called the Trevor Project, which is a national crisis support group, they put out an annual survey on LGBTQ youth mental health every year. And the most recent one showed that 45% of queer and trans youth had seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. Um, And the survey also found that those same youth who have accepting community, affirming spaces, or, you know, any amount of social support from family or friends reported significantly lower rates of suicide attempts in the last year. So, of course, those struggles are not inherent to being LGBTQ. Um, Experts and advocates say that, you know, this is the effect of widespread mistreatment and stigma and, of course, uh, a national rise in anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Curious. 45 percent had seriously considered attempting suicide. How does that square with the numbers, say, of straight youth? Do we know? I don't know that off the top of my head, Kathy. How did you get interested in this story? What were you curious about that led you to to dive in? Well, I know from my own experience how it can be very rare to have an LGBTQ adult in your life as a kid and and how meaningful that can be. Um, I heard about this program, Queer Space, from just kind of like my networks. And then the program came up again in um, a story circle, which is something that NPR News does to um, invite people to talk with some of our journalists about their experiences and and what they want to see from our coverage. Um, And so I was just really curious to see, you know, based on things that are happening at the national level and here at the local level, how this group in the Twin Cities is is working to support youth who are understandably under a lot of stress right now. So we're talking about the Queer Space Collective, right? And this is um, like a, a mentorship program for LGBT youth, Q youth in the Twin Cities. So a, a little bit of history might be good here. Yeah, so um, Queer Space's founder and executive director, Nikki Hengtzleben, told me that she got the idea um, when she was getting her MBA at St. Thomas. And um, here's a little bit about how the idea came to her in her own words. I was seeing a lot of statistics around mental health challenges that the LGBTQ youth in our community are facing. And so started looking around to see what type of mentorship programs explicitly existed for our community and found that of 5,000 mentorship programs across our country there were maybe five that uh, focused on LGBTQ youth. Okay, so how does it work? Yeah, so um, to answer your previous question, the program launched two years ago, next month, um, and the program works by Queer Space matches um, LGBTQ youth with an adult for connection and support. Um, youth can participate um, ages 12 through 17. Mentors have to be over 25. And the commitment is that um, the mentor will meet up with um, the mentee two to three times a month. Um, and it can look like anything from just going on a walk and talking or visiting art museums or the zoo, playing board games, just really whatever the mentee um, is into doing. Um, and so far in the two years that it has existed, Queer Space has brought together 34 different pairs. Mm. 
Okay, so it sounds like a, a safe space to be with somebody who understands, you know, what it's like, right? So what effect have the mentorships had on the folks you talk to, the mentors and the mentees? Yes. Um, I got the opportunity to meet Eliza Gazette, who is a mentor, and Lily Mao, who is her mentee, and they've been connected for a year now. Mao is a freshman at Moundsview High School, and she told me that when she came out as trans, she felt very unsupported at her middle school, and she was really depressed. Um, she heard about Queer Space. She applied. She eventually got paired with Eliza. And things really have turned around from her, uh, for her uh, now as an adult. And she has an adult in her life who understands what she's going through and is available to talk and encourage her through it. She told me that she feels more safe around Eliza, her mentor, than most people, um, which makes sense because they, you know, have this deep understanding of something that, you know, they both know about very intimately. And it can be hard to talk about with people who don't understand that since there's so much stigma around being trans. Um, and then for Eliza, the mentor. She's 31 and she's also relatively early in her transition. And she told me that as a mentor, she she was really looking for opportunities to help other trans people, specifically trans kids, um, because there's, in her words, so much working against them right now. And um, Eliza also told me she sees a lot of her younger self in Lily and um, that she was also really motivated to participate because something like this wasn't around for her when she was young. Mm -hmm. And she said, Eliza told me that that, you know, if she had any amount of that visibility and support, she said she she might have been a lot more comfortable coming out at a younger age. Do they have a, a waiting list? They do. They have a long wait list of mentees looking to get paired with mentors. Um, they're specifically looking for more mentors of color and more trans mentors of color. Uh, something like 80% of the mentee applicants are trans. And it's, you know, common for the mentees to want to be matched with someone who kind of shares different identities of theirs. Um, not a requirement, but can be ideal. And then they're also looking for mentors with some different interests um, that many applicants have um, expressed having, like, um, a lot of the mentors, are, I guess, are very interested in the outdoors, and they're getting a lot of mentee applications for people, for kids who really want to talk about video games and punk rock and thrifting. <laughs> and so they're looking for mentors who are into those things. Okay. So you mentioned, or I mentioned in the intro, that this is, program is going to be expanding into St. Cloud. Did they indicate as to why? Um, yeah, well, they got a grant to support that. Um, after hearing that St. Cloud will be a really good place to start if looking to expand into greater Minnesota, um, I guess there's just been a lot of expressed interest in that area. Um, and that program is kicking off at the end of this month. They're taking applications right now for both mentors and mentees. Okay. So as you know, there's a bill in the legislature that would protect the ability of trans youth from coming from other states, you know, they would travel to Minnesota for gender affirming care. We've talked about that in the past. Um, would the bill affect what this organization is trying to do at all? Well, I imagine it would bolster interest even more um, as we expect families to relocate to Minnesota to seek more supportive community and environment for queer and trans kids. And, you know, the founder of Queer Space told me that she really wants their program to be a resources for those families. And they're also looking to um, rent a building to open an LGBTQ youth um, a center, like a physical space um, in Uptown 
and also help serve those families. Yeah, they're currently looking at a space in Uptown Minneapolis. Um, haven't yet purchased it, but fingers crossed that it will work out. Okay. And then um, I'm curious about what she told you, the executive director of Queer, Queer Space, about what they've learned so far in the in the two years they've been in existence. I think the main thing is just how much of a need this is. Um, they're they're brainstorming different ways that they can serve more youth um, by offering kind of group mentoring, where they're going to put on kind of a series of like six a uh, series of um, meetups over the course of six weeks, where there'll be like two to three mentors and twelve mentees, so that they can you know, like I said, serve more youth um, when they don't have enough uh, mentors yet. But yeah, I think really the main thing is just how popular this this is and how meaningful it is for youth. All right. Grace, thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. We've been talking to NPR News reporter Grace Bernstangle. By the way, you can find her story by going to nprnews.org.